I'm Stina. I'm Danielle. We want to focus on uh, television and movies in particular. Yes. Disclaimer that we are in no way film experts. A deep, like, dive. Be quiet. Whoa. I'm yelling. Back me up on this one. (laughs) Hey, you're listening to Two Girls Watch TV. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Two Girls Watch TV. I am Danielle. And I am Stina. And Otis is here. Otis. Otis is the biggest baby of them all. I just want you to, like, take a look at this, and I'll describe this scene to you. But my dog likes to lay on his his back and show me his belly because he wants all the scratches. But because he's a hound dog, he has no control over his upper lip, and it's just, like hangs like a slab of meat off of his face yep yeah Mm -hmm. if you are new to the podcast otis is like a very tall beagle and dave has said that he is mad because he's not the size of a beagle he's mad because he's so big actually we'll find out soon he has to go back to the vet so that they can weigh him oh i thought you meant you were finding out what his uh genetics are Oh, please, I mailed in the kit, and then they were like, we lost it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, we'll never know. We'll never not, know what Otis is. I'm not paying $70 again. It'll just be a mystery. I would call them and complain. I'm gonna. I mean, I mailed it in the middle of a pandemic, so maybe that's on me. But I no. needed to know. No, no. They need to get back to you on that. That's ridiculous. I will not they allow did. that. They, I called them, and they were like, we lost it. <laughs> We'll find it or send me another one. Well, I did I tell you how I messed it up? Yes, I think you did, actually. I, I did it incorrectly. For those of you who, if you ever do a DNA kit, they tell you to, like, swab the mouth, sign it, and send it. I don't know. It's like swab, sign, and send. Or, like, swab, seal, and send. Mm-hmm. Well, I did that. And they don't tell you that there's a sample number on the box that you have to register before you swab, seal, and send. And so it has like lost forever now because of that. And I called them and they were like, well, you know, we called them like orphan kids. I was like, listen, this dog has been through enough. Please do not refer to my dog's DNA as orphan DNA because- (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) He's already been through hell and a half. This poor dog. Yeah. Well, now he's living. Uh, he's living, living his best life. life with the Yankees. Yeah. On my couch. Ah. <laughs> uh, well, I think this one's gonna be a quick one, Danielle. <laughs> Do we we not have a lot to say? A lot to say for the undoing? I really don't. I tried to to say more, and you know what? Sometimes. You just got to say what you got to say. I feel like it's going to be a quick, quick quack, quack. (laughs) Well, today we are doing The Undoing. And Christina, where can you stream it? On HBO Max. HBO Go is dead. HBO Now is deceased. Only HBO Max. So this was not nominated at the Emmy Awards, but it was nominated at the Golden Globes. It was nom- uh, Nicole Kidman was nominated for Best Actress in a Miniseries or Motion Picture, TV motion picture, I want to say. 
motion picture made for TV. Let's go with that. Uh, Hugh Grant was also nominated for Best Actor in a Miniseries Motion Picture TV Film. Uh, Donald Sutherland was nominated for Best Supporting Actor in a Series. And this was nominated for Best Miniseries or TV Film. Okay, so let me pause right there. Because I couldn't find online if this was a miniseries or if it was only a season. Yeah, because HBO and IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes and everything else says season one, but I am pretty positive that this is only a miniseries. I don't think they can make another season after this. Like, we're going to uncover everything, but I'm, I'm watching it and I'm like, where are they going? They got nowhere to go. Yeah, they really can't take this anywhere. I think that if they try to do a season two, it would be A, ridiculous, and B, just, I, I don't even know what they would do. Honestly, I feel like if they did a different season, they'd have to do it like the same story from somebody else's perspective. Or they would have to kind of do like a true detective where they come up with a whole new storyline. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that they are going to do uh, an additional that was confusing to me. So I was like, let's just talk about it on the podcast. Anyway, based on the book, you should have known, this is the story of an upper class family that seems to be doing very well all around and gets turned very much upside down when the husband is accused of murder. While the killer is directly in the center of the story, many lies and accusations unfold in the process of this court case going wrong. So let's talk about our characters. As Christina said, uh, this story follows the Frazier family, who is an affluent family from the Upper East Side. Uh, Grace is played by Nicole Kidman. She's a psychiatrist who comes from this wealthy family. Uh, she's married to Jonathan, played by Hugh Grant, a pediatric oncologist who is snarky yet charming. Uh, classic Hugh Grant role. Uh, they have a son named Henry, played by Noah Jupe. Uh, he attends a high-end prep school, which I'm pretty sure that's the prep school that they filmed Gossip Girl at. Also, we know Noah Jupe from Ford versus Ferrari. Oh my God, you're right. Yep. Also, also... Nicole Kidman is like the vet of vets on our podcast. Yeah, we've done a lot of Nicole Kidman stuff. We've done like Big Little Eyes season one, Big Little Eyes season two, The Prom, and now The Undoing. Yes, she's four things. I mean, the woman never stops working. Not yeah. that we're mad about it. So um, we're like the same person. I'm basically Nicole Kidman is what I'm gathering from this conversation. <laughs> it's like a foot shorter. It's fine. I guess that makes me Keith Urban. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, we meet Grace's father, Franklin, played by Donald Sutherland, who is old money New York and enjoys spending his time at the Frick looking at Joseph, Joseph Mallard, William Turner, which I literally had to look up. The picture that he keeps staring at at the frick of all places <laughs> um grace's close friend at reardon is a lawyer named sylvia played by lily rabe um we have newcomers to reardon who are elena alves played by matilda DeAngelis. uh her son miguel is a cancer survivor and scholarship student at the school uh his doctor was jonathan and they and Elena and Jonathan entered into a physical relationship that got him fired, and she wound up dead on the show. Dun, dun, dun. 
Um, her husband is Fernando Alves, played by Ismael Cruz Cordova. Uh, he is grief-stricken at his wife's passing, but also very angry because he knew that she was cheating on him. It's very complicated. And then I also want to mention the defense lawyer, Haley Fitzgerald. She's uh, played by Noma Dumezwini. Shit starts to hit the fan around episode five. I keep saying fan. Shit starts to hit the fan around episode five. It's a fan, that, like flying shit everywhere. From I know, the fan. but I say fanned. I, I just said fanned. I don't know why. What is a fanned? Couldn't even tell you. Okay. Um, because at the end of episode five is when we finally find the murder weapon hidden in Henry's violin case, which Henry found at the beach house, and he ran it through the dishwasher twice because he knew that his father stashed it and he wanted to help save his father and get rid of all the evidence. But then we find out that Henry could potentially go to jail for tampering with evidence. So it's a very sticky situation. When this happens, Grace's initial reaction is to protect Henry. She finds out, like, Henry could possibly go to jail for this. All right, we got to protect him. Meanwhile, Jonathan's reaction is to say that Honey, maybe our son is the killer, and Grace loses her mind at him. Jonathan is already losing Grace because of all the lies that he's that are unraveling around him. She has the idea that he's a sociopath from his mother, and now instead of owning up to him saying that he stashed this, he is willing to blame his own son to save himself. So Grace is really annoyed and she comes up with a plan with Sylvia and her friend who is the prosecutor in this trial. Uh, Grace convinces her lawyer to put her up on the stand to ensure that Jonathan was a, is a great husband. Once Grace is up on the stand, the uh, prosecutor feeds her, or Sylvia fed the prosecutor information about the police call that she made while she was at the beach house and she pushes Grace on it while she's on the stand. Um, with that, they play the 911 recording, and it's shown that she was worried that Jonathan was there to kill her, so she had a doubt in her mind that her husband was actually a good guy. Basically, she set Jonathan up. Her and Jonathan are done at this point. Um, the next morning, uh, Henry gets a text message from his dad that they, he wants to go get breakfast which is a red flag of all red flags. Uh, Grace and her father are in the courtroom. Meanwhile, Jonathan and Henry are in the car and we see them heading north out of the New York City. Um, that's when we start to realize, okay, Jonathan's making a run for it and Henry's going along with him. So a whole police chase ensues and we see Henry starting to plead with Jonathan with his dad to be like you can't be doing this you have to turn around and this is when jonathan's perfect image starts to crack we start to see him start to be very erratic and then we get the flashbacks of what happened that night with jonathan and elena um the whole police chase ensues and it ends with jonathan standing on the edge of the bridge while henry pleads for him not to jump that's where you're leaving it okay <laughs> Got it. After he's begging, Grace ends up getting there just in time out of the heli out of the helicopter. Mm -hmm. The cops are there. The helicopter lands. Grace runs to her son, 
And at first, I think at first it seems like Jonathan has come to his senses kind of saying, oh, yeah, this is this is an insane thing for me to do. But then we kind of get the vibe that Jonathan's whole point is, oh, um, my performance has prevailed and my look at my wife coming back to me and mm-hmm. everything is everything that was once mine is still mine and in reality grace is just trying to grab henry to get the hell out of there yeah right so they kind of leave john a desperate jonathan and they they're not like running but they're kind of like holding each other and basically like walking as calmly but also as quickly away from him as possible almost as if to like not make him do anything more erratic. Like I think if they started running, then maybe he would have taken off. Yeah. And then we watch uh, Jonathan with his hands above his head, getting cuffed and arrested as Grace and Henry leave the scene safely. End scene. The fun will never stop. The fun will never stop. So, um, this big little lie spinoff, I mean, The Undoing, didn't have the same. <laughs> Did you do that on purpose? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Didn't have quite the same impact as uh, BLL. It got a 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb on the Metacritic. On Metacritic, the meta score was 64 and the user score was a 6.5. So on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it a 75% and the audience gave it a 66%. So yes, it is not rated as high as Big Little Lies. Not at all. Um, so I picked this review because you know I love finding like plot holes or like things that aren't consistent. So I picked this review for that reason. It's actually an 8 out of 10 and it says in capitals, big unanswered question. At the end of the most recent episode, do no harm. Okay, so this wasn't like, do no harm is what, episode five? Um, hold on. I hate when people like don't watch the whole show and write reviews. Well, I can't stand it. The thing is, is that we can give them a pass with this show because HBO is one of the few streaming services that still put out their shows weekly so like he probably wrote it while the show was still being released right yeah no i know but like but either way i don't think this is not a thing that really gets resolved so i'm bringing that's why i wanted to bring it up so are you just saying that like you get annoyed when people write write the reviews without actually um finishing yeah Yeah. like waiting until the end but also um I don't think that matters in this case. I'll just read it to you. The police show Kidman camera footage of her near the crime scene on the night of the murder. She says, so I was out for a walk. I take walks. I didn't even know where where she lived. Actually, the murdered woman mentioned to Kidman at the auction party that she lived in Harlem. Kidman doesn't live in Harlem. So why would she be caught walking there? You know, okay. So do I just looked it up. Do No Harm is actually episode three. And I thought that myself. So we get the vibe that she lives on like the Upper East Side. And it is quite, I mean, they're kind of right next to each other. But also, why are you walking from the Upper East Side to Harlem? Do you know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, no, I absolutely know what you're saying. Based off of the earlier conversation we had this week about different sections of Manhattan, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, I I also, as someone who knows the landscape of Manhattan, questioned that myself. Why Do it. she Say would it. get up in the middle of... What? Say it. Say what? It's a grid system, motherfucker. It is a grid system. I don't know how on God's green earth she wound up all the way up there. Like, she must have walked very far. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, like, but, so, I know that you have your your review, but I'm just saying, like, there was no preface of, like, how long these walks are. Mm -hmm. Her character in Big Little Lies, it's more believable. Because at that point, she was on, what was it, Ambien? Mm Mm-hmm. She was on some shit. And she would, she would, she would take, she would pop these pills and then she would get lost in her thoughts and walks and drives. She got into the car accident. I know. I sound extra Jersey. <laughs> so many words in a row. Um, oh my goodness. And so I, it was like more believable, but that character, because that character was getting lost in like multiple yeah. ways. She's not lost. She, the, the, they painted her as this person who knows exactly, she's very type A. Yeah. You know? Uh, so it, it didn't make, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of an error. I, I agree. I think that, I feel like that was just throw, thrown in there to throw us off of our, well, like, we all just assume Jonathan did it. And then, like, we get thrown, they throw that in there, and you're like, why, why is Grace walking next to the crime scene in the middle of Harlem, in the middle of the night, for no reason? Like, we, it throws you. So it leads you to suspect, okay, maybe Grace did it. You know what? Let so me get it. It's I'll, a stretch. I'll get into that with my highs because. Okay. Let me read my review. Um, this is one and a half star review. Um, attractive cinema- cinematography, wardrobes, and big name actors are not enough to overcome weak writing, poor character development, and endless time filler dead end narrative arcs definitely not enough to hide the fact that this is a thinly veiled attempt to cash in on the success of big little lies should have been titled big little lies east coast did not enjoy being made to wait around for six hours for something approaching a conclusion when there was really only enough story to film 90 minute movie which Personally, okay, so we're going to be mentioning, I guess we're going to be mentioning Big Little Lies a lot in this uh, episode, but (laughs) personally, I do kind of think that this would have been a better 90-minute movie as opposed to a six-hour-long series. I agree. Maybe not 90 minutes, maybe like two hours. I could give it that, too. Yeah, Yeah. I I don't know. I, I felt like it dragged a little bit. It's weird to me because I also felt like it was dragging, but at the same time, I watched it, like, all in one day. Like, I just kept flying through episodes. But I, I maybe it just felt like that because I was, like, looking for substance. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I found it, like, all of a sudden, the episode was over. So it kind of felt like time was standing still, but also flying by. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that's a good way to put it. Um, to, can we, are we good to segue into highs and lows? Oh, go for it. Okay, so for me personally, this is a genre I really enjoy. 
which is, for lack of a better word, the HBO murder mystery. I've said it before on this podcast. I'm going to say it again. The Night Of, incredible. True Detectives, season one and two, we don't talk about... I'm sorry, season one and three, we don't talk about season two. Incredible. We'll throw sharp objects in there. Big Little Lies. They're all done really, really well. I feel like there was something uh, so that's my high that i like the genre my low is that i feel like this just doesn't get it's not on the same level as those shows not at all it misses it something and i don't know really what it is i guess um with those shows i like i was saying to you i always feel like i assume everyone is the killer like, there are times where I think that Grace is the killer. Then there are times where I think Fernando's the killer. After the end of episode five, I thought Henry was the killer. I was with Jonathan on that one. I was like, wait, is Henry going to be the killer? Like, I was waiting for the twist. I even thought maybe the grandfather was going to be the killer. I was waiting for the twist. I could see everyone's motive. But in the end, it was Jonathan, and I guess I was just okay with it. I was waiting for the big twist, and there was no big twist. You and, like, everybody else on IMDb, though. Yeah. Like, a lot of people thought that there was going to be this big twist. And I, I'll tell you why. The evidence for every other person just isn't totally convincing enough. Mm-hmm. Like, the only piece that I thought that was really interesting was in the courtroom where the argument for Jonathan was that they just chose him because all of his evidence was there and mm-hmm. that he was the most convenient killer. Um, and it wasn't necessarily the fact that like they can, they, they ruled out the husband entirely. Um, that piece I found to be very interesting, but all of the other pieces, like when they brought the footage to grace, they did she had to basically like beg for it they weren't like do you mind telling us why you were at this intersection at this time they didn't really interrogate her like that they were just like that cop was just like well so you know what are you doing and grace is like i don't get it and he's like we know we know what you we know yeah and she's like no what you know it was just like there wasn't he was interrogating her without interrogating her for no reason. He just had like an interrogating personality towards her, but no claim. Yeah. To it. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, the the tape was really suspicious with Grace, and that's what got me thinking maybe it was her. And then also, in the first scene when Miguel asked where his mom is, Fernando told her told him she was in her studio right and then when he was on the stand he didn't say that he told miguel where his mom was and that was like in my mind i was like why wouldn't he say that and that's what made me believe that maybe it was him um but i do think that hugh grant was cast perfectly in this role though because i thought that he was pretty good i really do i mean hugh grant played hugh grant but the fact that Hugh Grant is Hugh Grant, he's snarky, he, but he's also lovable, and you could just, like, never assume that he would ever kill someone, that sort of 
the point of the character of Jonathan because he's supposed to be the same way. He's very charismatic. He puts on this beautiful face and he knows how to work people. But then behind closed doors, he shows no remorse and basically has no feelings whatsoever. I feel like that no remorse thing, I needed a little bit more. They took like a stereotype from like serial killers. Yeah. That's that's what that was with the with the daughter. I mean, it's extremely unfortunate. With the um, sister. But then he, he does cry to Grace. So that didn't match either. It's not like he was upset and had a straight face and didn't know how to process emotion. We saw him processing emotion. Yeah, but so was, like that didn't add up. But was he doing it to put on a show for her? Or was he doing it because he was actually showing remorse? From what I know about sociopaths, maybe I don't know so much about them, but from what I've heard, it's like they know how to put on, they know how to work people and their emotions. And they know how to fake emotion to be normal. Okay. So it could be that. Yeah. No, that, okay, that makes more sense. But I think, um, I don't know. I just, I needed something. I'll tell you what I needed more of. I needed more of that secret plan with Grace and her friends. What the hell's her name? Sylvia. Yeah. I needed more on that. She was like, I need a favor. And then I didn't know. It just, we just kind of watched things unfold. But like, I, I wish I kind of found out a little bit more about that. But I guess then it would reveal the ending. And they yeah. didn't want to do that because there was no twist at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a high-speed chase at the end where you're like, what is happening now? Well, I thought that he was going to kill Henry. I thought so, too. Especially when he was running that red light. I was like, oh, my God, this is how they die. Yeah, or, like, they end up in the hospital and, like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I will say I thought that Donald Sutherland gave a great performance as well. Oh, yes. I thought he was really great. My low unfortunately, is Nicole Kidman's performance. I don't know what it was with this role, but I did not like her. There were too many close-up scenes of her bugged-out, bloodshot eyes, and it just, like, I don't... Like, I have always watched Nicole Kidman. I love Nicole Kidman, but this role, for some reason, it just didn't do it for me. Well, that's interesting. I didn't feel that way. I don't know. I think I liked her performance here better than in big little lies no big little lies so much better than this i don't know i mean it is it's uh, no it's not really that similar but like they're definitely i don't know david e kelly clearly hasn't uh i guess like you know a niche or like an audience that needs to be appealed that he needs to appeal to Definitely. But I don't know. I just, I feel like Nicole Kidman needs like, maybe because it is so similar to Big Little Lies, I feel like Nicole Kidman needs to take a little break, reinvent herself, and then like, come in guns blazing doing something really big. Yeah. I think she tried that with the prom. No, I don't think so. I think That's I'm thinking something totally like... Totally different character. Yeah, no, but I'm talking about something like really, really out there because Nicole Kidman's been in a lot like mm. I know my earliest thing that I ever saw her in was Practical Magic where she plays a witch and she does an incredible job 
um, with Sandra Bullock. It's from early 2000s. I highly recommend it. Um, and then she was also in Cold Mountain. I think she won. That's right. Wasn't she nominated or she won for? I honestly don't know, but I remember that movie just being everywhere. Women Oscars. Let's go. Okay, she so she won in 2003 for The Hours. I never watched that. She was in Lion. Lion was a really good movie. Um, Rabbit Hole, she was nominated. And then Moulin Rouge. How could we forget Moulin Rouge? I forgot Moulin Rouge. I don't know. I feel like she just, I think she needs a little time to reinvent herself and then come back with a very, very different role. Yeah, I mean, there's fans of this, so she was probably just appealing to an audience. Yeah. I think that's what's happening. I feel like that's what people do. They know what people want, and then they just do that cause, because it works. Yeah. There was one more thing that I, like, wanted to mention, and I can't remember what it was, um, of what I needed more of, but maybe just that I needed more. <laughs> Not more episodes, just like more more items in each episode, or like more Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this very much lacked little clues that can like add to the main plot of it. Because you know me, I love clues. I love cinematic clues. That's why I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan. I love the Easter eggs, and I feel like this really did lack it. Yeah. For a, for something that's described as a who done it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we know who done it. Yeah, from like episode two. Snack, Snack break. break. Okay, what'd you eat? Guess what season it is, Christina? It's spring. Well, yes, it is. It is spring, but guess what's in stores right now, Christina? Cherries. It is cherry season. It's my favorite season of the year. Okay. I <laughs> love cherries. Like did I you... bought them at Trader Joe's and I thought of you. Oh, I spent $10 per pound on cherries. Oh, my God. Yes. And I, lo- I didn't mind at all. I actually need to go get more because I'm already out. Oh, my God. Love cherries. Maybe I'll eat cherries tonight. So, yeah, I had some cherries while watching this. I had, um, like, that healthy popcorn that I like, basically glorified styrofoam. Do you still not have the name of the brand? This is a different one. Oh, different brand. Yeah, they're all different brands because some of them, like, taste better than others. It just says a big 37 on it because it's 37 calories per cup. Gotcha. Is it just, is it seasoned at all? Barely. Oh, God. Sounds, sounds delectable. It's not bad. It's not great, but it's like good, like for, I shouldn't encourage mindless eating, but like, you know, sometimes you do it. It just gets the job done. Yeah. But then I also had one of those RX bars that I told you about, the chocolate and sea salt. Yeah. Okay. All right. Christina messages me and she's like, I don't know if this is your deal, but there are chocolate sea salt RX bars are on sale. I was like, what part 
do you think I don't like the no, chocolate? I, said, I don't know if this is your jam. Chocolate, any any chocolate is my jam. Any chocolate. They're so good. I definitely bought, have bought those. They are delicious. I didn't think they were going to be good, but they're really good. How did you not think they're going to be good? You have salty and savory together. Because sometimes I'm sorry, sweet, sweet and savory. Sorry. Sucks. Did you hear what I said? Sometimes healthy food sucks. Yes. Sometimes it does. And I like healthy food, but I also know that I like unhealthy food. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a difference, and I need to be realistic about it. So when I say that something is healthy and it's good, it's good. It's not like me, like the popcorn. I'm like, it's not great, but it's like enough, Mm -hmm. you know? But these are like, good yeah because like the date with the chocolate is actually like really good wait have you never had a chocolate rx bar i had the so the 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 cookie dough one the chocolate that wasn't that great oh i didn't have the cookie dough one um trader joe's sells a chocolate raspberry rx bar and i haven't they had are, that one. Uh, um incredible I'll have to check that out. Yeah, definitely. Definitely check that one out. They're not on sale on Amazon. I, I, I like to buy in bulk. I just buy them individually. I may spend more for it, but hey, what can I do? You get variety that way. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like we kind of went over expectation versus reality. I'm not really sure what I expected of this, but... I, I don't know. It claimed to be a whodunit scenario, but I got more of like a Law and Order vibe. Like I was waiting for the gongs. <laughs> dun dun. Yeah. Dun dun. So. Yeah. Um. So I feel like we're a little late to this one because this came out a while ago. Um. When I first heard about it, I uh, listened to the podcast Chicks in the Office, and Rhea was talking about it, and she mentioned that there was a sociopath in it and like so i went into watching the show knowing that someone was going to be a sociopath okay so once i started to watch it i watched episode one on like a friday night by myself i was waiting for nick to get back and then i was like oh i want to watch the show with nick and then i started watching the show with nick and then we watched all the show except for the last episode go figure I don't know why we did not watch the last episode. So when I watched it this time around, I rewatched everything and then I finally watched the last episode. And um, I, I just, I don't know how it all accumulated to a chase scene at the end. Like it was good, but also like, how did the show just get to the point of just a full blown police chase? Breakfast texts, man. What? Breakfast texts. What do you mean breakfast texts? Well, that's how it got to a... Oh, because, hey, you want to go get some breakfast? Yeah. Not anymore. We're going to Albany to go get some oysters. This poor kid is going to date a wonderful female who's going to be like, hey, you want to grab brunch? And he's going to be like, no, red flag. Do you want to take a weekend trip to Albany? And he's going to be like, absolutely not. I cannot go above. I'm never going on a road trip ever again. Like, nope, this kid's 
scarred for life. Scarred for life. No bottomless mimosas for him. Nope. Can't have it. Did you have an IRL moment? So the only thing that I could think of is that I too like to take long walks. Maybe not as long as a walks, as long of walks as Grace, but I also like to take long walks and I hope that one day I'm not caught on camera close to a murder scene. Yeah, I also hope that for you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. There's a quote that Grace has in episode three. I'm not going to say anything else with it, but I'm just going to preface it by saying it's the scene where um, Elena's husband comes into her home mm-hmm. and they start asking each other questions and they're both like clearly suspicious of each other. And she goes, I'm under a lot of pressure right now, and I've reached the point where I'm not taking shit from anyone. And I just wanted to share that line. (laughs) Something about that line really speaks to you these days, Christina? Yeah. It rings like many bells. (laughs) So I don't want to elaborate, but I just figured that I would say that, like, that's very much what's happening. Outside pressure, inside pressure. It really resonates with you. Mm-hmm. I'm like a self-serve rice cooker. You don't even need to plug me in and press the button. I'll just make the rice myself because I put myself under so much pressure. Oh, my God. Don't. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that one. That's it. It's me. Self-serve rice cooker. <laughs> That's a good one. Here lies Christina Mastroni. She was a self-serve rice cooker. (laughs) Anybody want some rice, they go to her. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That's it. Yep. We did it. We said it was going to be a short one. I said it. Called it. uh, What did I call it? A quick quack quack. God, it is too late at night. It's been too long. Of a, it is only Tuesday. It's been too long of a week already. <laughs> you have, like, you have an idea, but the rest of you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. It's quarter to ten. I'm going to go grade some papers. <laughs> have fun there. All the fun. <laughs> All right, so connect with us but like please don't ask me to do another thing this week so, like connect with us but like also wait until like the weekend you know like give, give us a break at hey it's two girls and instagram and twitter classic cena instagram and twitter danielle kobianki on instagram send us an email at uh two girls watch tv at gmail.com to is spelled out t-w-o check out the blog beer coffee donuts and the youtube channel two girls drink beer new stuff coming soon all right, everyone, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy your Memorial Day if you're listening oh, yeah. to this on Memorial Day because, Christina, you get Monday off. Aren't you happy? Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, yeah, Memorial, yeah. All right, everyone. Bye. Bye. What's up?